Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, you will hear conversations from Mary, Thomas, and Douglas, three local individuals recently protesting the mandating of COVID vaccinations for public school students participating in sports and other extracurricular activities. Due to emails I've received, during the second half of the show, I will play a recent audio clip where in front of a group of people, I demonstrate street epistemology, which is the conversational technique I use to find out how people have come to form the beliefs they've formed. primary reason why you have the belief, what would that be? Okay. My primary reason for being here to support not mandating the vaccine for the teenagers in athletics, basically. I mean, that's really where it's it's around for me right now because my son's in the football program, high school. Yeah. He loves football. Yeah. If they mandate this, he's already decided for himself he's not doing it, and I'm in full support of that. Yeah. And he'll have to quit football in his high school year, his senior year. So if they mandate the belief, I, don't, I mean, sorry, mandate the vaccine, yeah that your, your son will not take it. He will now not have one of his favorite sports, his favorite extracurricular activity in his senior year of high school, which yeah. I think they're actually robbing that from these kids if they don't, if they want a choice or if their parents want a choice. And so is that, that's your belief too? Because I know we're talking about your son's belief. Yes, I have not gotten the vaccine, neither has my husband. We, um, we believe that it's just too early as far as that goes. So um, if, I, if I was to encapsulate a belief that we could discuss, is that you're not for the vaccine for the Delta variant or for COVID in general, because it's just too new a vaccine. I'm not for it being mandated because it's too new, right? Not, there are, not for have, it being mandated because it's yes, too new. I have friends and family who have it, um, and I'm all in support of them having it. Yeah. Um, let's say on a scale from one to seven, mm-hmm. how confident are you that this belief that you have is true? Seven, because I mean, obviously, it's my belief, so of course. But yeah. um, but I I just believe all of the other vaccines that we've had mandated in this country have been researched and had many many years of being available to people before it was mandated. So I was about to ask you that. What's the primary reason why you believe that this vaccine shouldn't be mandated for teenagers? In Mostly sports? because there hasn't been enough. Uh, time for, for it's not FDA approved. There hasn't been enough time for you to know the long-term effects on young people, first and foremost. Right? And we're talking about time. What, what are we? What are? What are you looking for to see? Like, what is it that you want to see, like in studies, and, and that we haven't seen yet? What is it that you're looking for that make you feel more well, comfortable taking? First, uh, the effectiveness 
that you can't share. I mean, I would think the school wants this vaccine because they don't want the kids giving COVID to each other. But it's already being shown that people that are vaccinated are giving it to each other. So if that's if that's what they're trying to stop, the vaccine isn't the way to do it. Okay. So I'm just trying to understand the primary reason why you believe the belief. Mm-hmm. And if I were to ask, what is the primary reason why you believe that the vaccine shouldn't be mandated? Uh, oh, okay. So yeah. it's too new. There's too not new. enough data. What I'm saying when I say that is its effectiveness against preventing getting it or preventing harsh symptoms from it um, and side effects, long-term effects. So it's too new. It doesn't work, you're saying, and there's, or it doesn't work like they say. Mostly long-term effects inside, for and the young people. Side right? effects for the vaccine right. for the wrong people. Whether it's uh, heart problems, fertility issues, um, other issues that are happening because it's a different type of yeah. vaccine than all the others. Now, in the same breath, We've gotten the flu vaccine as far back as I can remember because I have a child who had right. asthma. Um, all my kids were up to date on their vaccinations for school. I'm not yeah. against vaccinations. So the main reason why you believe the belief then is that it's happening, that the testing that they're doing, It's are you saying that they haven't done all the testing they need to do or it's being done yes. in a in compressed amount of time? They have enough time to get the... the the right data yeah. right, to, to show whether or not it's going to have long-term effects, if it's going to work. And on top of all of that, uh, what are we at? 98.5% uh, survivability, especially when it comes to kids, it's even higher. So, if they were, I'm just hypothetically speaking, yeah. I'm not saying this is the case, but if they were, the FDA, let's say, were able to do a lot of amount of, a lot of testing in a short amount of time and mm-hmm. and they were able to, to do the kind of testing that and you would look at that testing and you say, yeah, that's sufficient yeah, like, for what so I think they should do. Are you asking, like, in a year from now, if, if they had more information? Then yeah, if, they, if, like, or even hypothetically next week, if they were able to just right. magically do all the testing they need to do as they do for other vaccines, yeah. would you reduce your confidence in your belief at that point? No, because I think there has to be a minimum amount of time for the vaccine to be released to the public before. So it's time. Yes. And, and I'm not talking 10 years, 30 years, like some of the other vaccines have taken us. And what is it specifically about time? And this helps me. What is it specifically about time that that would help you become more confident that the vaccine is... So, okay. I have, like I said, several neighbors and friends yeah. who have the vaccine, have gotten the vaccine. Yeah. So, regardless of what I can find on the CDC's website or what I can find on Google... Um, through my own personal experience, I can make a decision whether or not I think it's safe in the long run. Whether it's worth yeah. the chances of some of the nightmare stories we've heard about the vaccine, which I don't believe happens okay. to everyone. So I, I'm hearing two reasons for the belief right now. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Yep. One is there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. And I was asking about what is it specifically about time? that What it, was it giving you that you'd like to see? But also it seems like you haven't had enough, maybe, personal experience with the vaccine? I'm, I'm letting my personal experience help my decision. Yeah. And I haven't had any bad personal experience. Oh. So, so that's actually helping the number from seven come down to, you know, to yeah. a lower number. At the yeah. longer my friends and family have had the vaccine, have not gotten COVID, they're, they're not in the hospital. They don't have some third arm growing, you know? Right, right. As long as that, the longer that happens, the more confident I am in the vaccine. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. 
in that situation, what would what kind of information would you trust more? Looking at your friends and family and seeing how they respond to the vaccine, or seeing scientific data? I don't trust anything on the internet or the data anymore. So no scientific information then. You're saying if there's no now if there's a study done and the numbers are released, it's a public yeah. information where I knew all of this because I know I know very well you can take numbers and change them to be what you want them to be percentages you want them to be you know and learn that through the years with my career so I know that just seeing percentages isn't isn't it so are you saying that in this case you are your trust level goes to personal experience people you know who have taken who've taken the vaccine or not taken the vaccine and scientific studies that are open and public science of, of those two kinds of information of knowing things you know mm-hmm. what would be more important do you think that's a good question I don't know if I can answer that yeah. um, because like like I said right now if I went with co-workers and friends and, and neighbors yeah there's no issue with the vaccine right so that's you haven't had direct experience about a nev- negative Correct. Uh, response to the vaccine, but it's something about the data that you're not liking. Yes, so it might even be the data that I don't trust as much as I trust. And when we say the data, what we mean is that there's just not been enough time. Uh, information on the news, information in articles, information in social media, it's all over the place. And I know um, that brings up the whole um, misinformation that is, is being labeled. That's a, I mean, that's a great question. And yeah. how do we, how do we, through that what do we, how do we decide what's misinformation and what seems to be more accurate information what do we how do you decide it'll it'll have to be from a time where what's being said as as misinformation is proven completely wrong not that there's a little bit of data this way and a little bit of data that way there's, it needs to be a large percentage in in one way or another. so if there's some information that you're believing and if it's proven comp- completely wrong then you would change your view on that. Yeah. So, is it? Does this making me think about like things like okay, say there's a hundred people get the vaccine and yeah. ten have serious side effects, uh, death even. Right. And a hundred people get COVID, but only two people have done COVID. Like that also comes into play. Right. How serious? Um, right. The the effect is percentage wise on those two sets. Of yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. And. When it says, like, when you're thinking about the information and that information, whatever that information you're relying on, would need to be proven completely wrong, it seems like a, to me, in my mind, when I hear that, it seems like a pretty high hurdle. <laughs> proven completely wrong, I, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, okay, in my so life, what's been proven, proven completely, completely wrong with wrong, me. <laughs> like, okay, so, um, even with the flu vaccine. Yeah. There are a few people that had negative side effects. Right. There are kids that they say had certain um, conditions after they got the vaccine. Right. It was minimal enough yeah. to not think that's going to be a common occurrence. Right. So I'm not saying proven that it never happens. Right. I'm saying um, percentage-wise, it has to be like like that vaccine, like the flu vaccine, where majority of people just get a sore arm for a day or two, and then they don't get the flu. And if... If the FDA was able to do that to your satisfaction and in a short amount of shorter amount of time than usual, would you reduce your confidence level in the belief, and would you then think that maybe 
some level of yeah, mandate would be acceptable? Uh, I'm not going to put out a, a complete no on this vaccine forever. I just am right now. Yeah. Like between the time, between the, num the information I see on both sides and between um, feeling force. It feels yeah. uh, way too much pressure. And then you start thinking about all the money somebody's making for these vaccines. And, right. You know, okay, we went through everybody in their 50s that'll get it. Now we got to head to those teenagers. It's like, hold on. Just hold on. Now, if I, if I were to re-ask you the same question, the primary reason why you believe the belief, would you give me the same response at the time, or would you give me a different response? Yeah, would be the same thing, time and experience with, with the actual vaccine. I'm open to it. Open yeah. And if they were magically able to compress that amount of time in a shorter amount of time, oh. you would reduce your confidence, maybe? In the, I don't know how they could do that. Because, just hypothetical. I mean, yeah. I, mean yeah. I don't know how you can take you know, a six-month trial or a one-year trial and turn it into a three-month trial. I don't know. Well, right, and so that I think that's a great point. And someone actually put, gave me a great analogy about that, is that let's say it takes a certain amount of time to write a book, right? right? And let's say no matter how hard you try, it typically takes one person a certain amount of time to write that book. And what if we had a thousand people writing that book or a million people writing that book and we could write that book overnight instead of a year mm -hmm. and if that book was written well to your satisfaction would you understand for your for yourself that that would be yes. an okay way to do something or? yeah yeah, yeah, we that. yeah. <laughs> cool but again it's not in, not putting something into my teenage son so you know i have a i have to be protective as a as a parent here too so yeah so I don't know. I think we're into a, a little bit of a struggle. I don't think it'll ever be 100%. Right. I think some of the people you see here today, in a year or two years, they yeah. might be willing to get the vaccine. Right. we got to give them some time and give them no space. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that conversation. So thank you for being so honest and open, and I just really appreciate that. That's very nice. It was a great talk. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping people can do. They see way too much of the evil and the hate and the name calling. Yeah. It's not. I agree with you. I this think to, from what we're doing now, like the power of conversation, just yeah. people talking, yeah. I think we can maybe get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. You will hear two more conversations with local individuals recently protesting the mandating of COVID vaccinations for public school students participating in sports and other extracurricular activities. Coming up, after this short break. Some say that I'm hard to know. You didn't know me a long time ago. I was weightless, even though I was downcast. No, I traveled every road to every town, I suppose. But if there's one place I can't find, it's the past. If suddenly I've disappeared, nothing to be feared. I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea. If suddenly I can't be found. No, I'm safe 
so far and it's not including the ones that's on their way to death okay so you're not liking the vaccine because it kills people right right and, and it doesn't stop the virus and it doesn't stop the virus like let's say on a scale from one to seven how confident are you that this belief is true a nine pretty confident pretty confident so what's the primary reason why you believe that the covid vaccine will kill you because look how many hits damage. Look how many people having problems from it. Look how many people is totally vaccinated and still gets the virus. It's not a vaccine. I don't know what kind of poison they're putting in people, but it's not stopping the virus. And once you do the research on it, 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 it hurts your immune system where you'll catch other viruses. So are you saying the main reason why you believe the belief is that you've done some research on it? Totally research on. Okay. Is there any research that you could learn that makes you, would make you even more confident about the belief? I know you're at a 10 out of 7. Is there anything that would make you even more confident that, that this COVID vaccine will kill you? Well, when you start stop and start looking, the government is rewarding people to get vaccinated. Why are you going to reward somebody that's going to better you? That's a big no-no red flag to start with. When you have to give me incentive to take something for your benefit, 
Okay. So are you telling me the main reason why you have the belief is because the government is offering people an incentive to take the vaccine? Is that why you have the belief? That's not the main, the main belief. The main belief is I have seen what it does to people. It kills people. I see. It maims people. It interferes with their immune system. I see. If you were to come across some new information, new, because it seems like you're reading the science on it, seems like, and if you came across more information from those same places, maybe same websites that, that all of a sudden said, I don't know, that the vaccine doesn't seem to kill you like we thought it does, would you reduce your confidence level in the belief at that point? They would have shown me a whole lot of proof. They showed me a whole lot of proof what it will do. They ain't showed me no proof, nothing that it so what does. So what would you need to see to, so you'd, you'd feel more comfortable in your mind? Mm. Quit mandating. Should be volunteer for everybody. Mandate is a, and giving the incentive to take it is the biggest red flag. It goes to say something's wrong. So, so I, I hear two reasons why you think the vaccine's uh, why you don't like the vaccine. One is that it'll hurt you, and the other is because the government is mandating it and, and they're trying to uh, give incentives to people to take it. Right. Okay. Let me tell you something. You go search your research, Big Pharma is trying to get away from medicine. Go to vaccines because they make so much more money on vaccines than they do a $5 pill. They can get $1,000 for a vaccine, they get $5 for a pill. Why are they doing this? They're trying to get away from where they're at and they're trying to move over to vaccines, do the research and see what Big Pharma is doing. So let me ask you a question about that and those are some great points you brought up. If, and I'm not saying this is the case, if vaccines happen to be in this case, helpful, and back, and maybe there were even less side effects than you thought. How would you learn that? How would you know that? How would you, how could you find that out? You think? Research, research. Okay, research. Not listen to politics. Politics tell you anything. Anything comes out of politics, matter. You better go back and research it four or five times, because ninety nine point nine percent of the stuff they say is untruthful. And what research? Would you be looking for if, if you were to change your thoughts on it? What research? You can go to Google. You can go to YouTube. You can go to other places. So if you went to Google and, and you YouTube, can go look at scientists' yeah. uh, sites and stuff, and look for this stuff. If Johnny's standing next to you and Johnny Google stuff and he and he looks on YouTube and he comes to the a different conclusion than you do, how me as a third person? How could I find out who's correct? You or Johnny? Research. Yeah. Yeah. Research. Johnny gonna come to the conclusion me. You gonna come to the conclusion me and everyone else here. Look, humans are nothing but a computer walking around on two legs. I'm sorry, what was that? Humans are nothing but a computer oh, walking around on two legs. Gotcha. Everyone has only got what they had put into it just like a computer. Everyone's gonna have a different story to tell. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me. I really see much better where you're coming from. And uh, hopefully you feel heard by me when I'm asking you the questions. And I really appreciate it. You're welcome. But, yeah, try to spread the word. There's dangers. 
Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. That's a really key this dog. Generally, yeah. so far today, he's not been cancer. So we're just I love that. That's, he's, no, he's an older dog, huh? He's about 13 years old. Going on to he still misbehaves most of Yeah, yeah. We have a we have one uh, that's about that age, and she's kind of losing her her vision a bit, but she's still spunky. It's well, it's uh, we just nice. heard that the folks will be gathering out here today, and uh, we don't have any kids in Orange County School right now. Yeah, haven't d had that for decades, but we still pay taxes. Yeah, we're still not real fond of the idea of doing pushing this medical stuff on kids uh, with public funds. Not a good idea. The mass and the medical stuff; uh, those are between a doctor and a patient. Well, that's great. So, if I was to ask you. If we can kind of encapsulate one belief that you could say about this, so we could just, so I could ask you better questions about the belief, what would that belief be? Belief that uh, taxpayers should not be funding nonsense. <laughs> so taxpayers should not be funding nonsense, and by nonsense we mean, the, what do we mean in this case? Well, in this case, um, medical decisions should be between a patient and a doctor. Um, and even if somebody has an MD, if they're not my doctor, they shouldn't be giving me orders about medicine. And so, what? So what is? Help me out because I'm not really familiar. What's happening? That what are what are they saying? That they're pushing for mask mandates and for kids to, if they want to extracurricular activities, etc. They have to have the vaccine card. So it's putting so, a lot of parents between a rock and a hard place. Okay, so um, just uh, just help me out with a belief that if um, if a mandate should happen, it should only happen between a doctor and a patient, or there should be just no medical mandates. Well, the government doesn't have an authority to make people do something with their own bodies that they're not supposed to be doing. I see. So this is more like a rights issue. You're saying that exactly. Yeah. So the government shouldn't tell you to do something you don't want to do with my body. With my body. Exactly. Right. Um, to help me out, like, if Tony is sitting next to you and Tony says, I don't know, he says we have seatbelt laws and they, and that's the government telling me what to do with my body, what would we tell, what would we say to Tony about that, that view, that belief? Well, when you get a driver's license, you agree to the rules, like the speed limits, etc., that you were supposed to follow. Yeah. So, uh, I don't need a driver's license. So you're, you're, so you're agreeing to a driver's license, and when you do that, you're agreeing to the rules. put a seatbelt. When uh, are we? Is there, are there a different set of rules that we are agreeing to talking today, or are there no set of rules that we are functioning under today? Do you think? Set of rules. Well, yeah, we are have there... a constitution, and unfortunately, we don't seem to be following that. Okay, so you have a, a set of rules there. You're saying exactly. Yeah. Okay. A good example of that is this whole wokeism thing that they're pushing in school. Uh, wokeism is certainly not science, and it would fit more of a religion definition. And so the government specifically is not supposed to be pushing religion, and that is part of the Constitution. Okay. I don't want to get too far from that from this that one belief there, right? right. That we were talking about. Right. So, what is the government doing when it's mandating? that teenagers who participate in sports, I think that's what the mandate is, um, take the vaccine. It's an overreach and uh, I would hope would be found unconstitutional. Yeah, 
and help me out because I can understand like how how is it an overreach? What, what's happening? So I can know what you're saying. Um, unless you're being arrested for a felony or some such, no one should lay their hands on you against your will. So you're saying you're seeing it in the situation. You're seeing the way you're seeing what's happening. I think is that people are laying hands on the teenagers. Sure. And they shouldn't have their hands laid on. You're saying. Well, they should not be forced into making a choice. Uh, about medicine against their will or without consulting their parents or their physician. Yeah, I see. So let me ask you a question. Is that just about this vaccine or is that any vaccine? It's about a bad precedent. If, uh, if government allows this, it establishes a precedent, which could be grounds for overreach later on, even more overreach. Now, let's just suppose that the government required other vaccines to participate in this school activity or that school activity, would you be against those vaccines too? Um, I would say once again, that's between a, a parent and a child and a physician. Yeah. And if you were to learn hypothetically that they that those rule they have those rules that you ha that you have to take certain vaccines to do certain school activities. Well, fortunately, there are alternatives as in private education and hopefully a lot of parents. In fact, I've seen a lot of evidence that a lot of parents with this whole at home schooling have seen a lot of problems in public education and what's being pushed. Yeah. So there are alternatives and I'm hoping those alternatives will help public education get some competition. Yeah. Are there any other kinds of mandates or is just medical mandates that, that that in school system that that's what's concerning you? Uh, um, well, the, the mask business is pretty harmful, especially younger kids. And as we've seen, the real science says the younger kids are not a problem with transmission or risk. Yeah. So, uh, and if that science, I'm not saying that's the case, but if that were to change and let's say the Delta variant was worse than we got, we thought, or there was a much worse variant out there, would you reduce your confidence level in the belief or would you still have your belief at the same level? I'm, I'm always open to real science, but uh, unfortunately we've got a lot of folks who backtracked and flip-flopped around, so it's very hard uh, for people to trust anything now. So so for you, what is real science then? What is real science is yeah. we're trying out a vaccine that is still classified as experimental on a lot of people and it's against their will. So yeah. uh, bad precedent. If government can get away with this, the next step could be a lot worse. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. That was awesome. I really, I got a much better sense of where you're coming from. Thank well, very you. Very good. You're yeah. very welcome. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. After a short break, I will play a recent Clubhouse audio clip where in front of a group of people, I demonstrate street epistemology which is the conversational technique I use to find out how people have come to form the beliefs they've formed. I am kind of mild-mannered Despite what you've heard I wear no my shirt I am sort of unread more or less over 
is on alert I can make a good cheese spread plant a raised rose bed want to make your heart fly I can clean a small rug stain draw a cool jet plane and cause you to cry Just like Superman, and my power is to make you blue. I am just like Superman, with my super strength long overdue. I try, try to do the right thing. Swooping like an airplane, I'm always on the go. My costume, my costume is bulletproof. I'm strong enough to leave a bruise, and I know how to sew. I dress in, in a red poncho, while wearing red boots that glow. I streak across the sky I'd make a Make a good hero If I wasn't such a zero And cause you to cry I am just like Superman And my power is to make Using a flat earth belief as an example, I first pretend that I am the person who holds the belief while a person from the audience asks me questions. Then we reverse roles and the same person pretends to hold the belief while I ask the questions. I think this exchange shows why street epistemology can be such a powerful conversational tool. So I can, I can give a claim to you and you'll be the street epistemologist? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or yeah, I was. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a claim. Yeah, I'll give you a claim, yeah, and yeah, just definitely. I'd like to make it really straightforward, and just that way we can kind of. I'll give you. It helps to give like super straightforward claims, and then people understand. I think more how it works, uh, and my claim is the world is flat. 
That is my claim. Okay. You're wrong. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so uh, why do you have this belief? Is it well, a belief, should I say? It's, yes, it's a belief, and I know it's true. I'm very confident that it's true. And the reason why I know it's true, it's simple, because, I mean, anyone can look out their window and see for themselves. The world is flat. You can look out your window. I can look out my window. I see, I see flat, I see a flat world. And so to say that it's, that it's round is kind of ridiculous. So how would you define flatness? Well, I can just look out and it looks flat. I mean, flatness are things that are flat in my world. Um, what would it take for it to be curved? What would it take to be curved? That if I looked outside my world and I looked outside my window and I saw a curved earth, then I would say the earth is curved. But I've never seen that happen. Did you have a window? I have a window. Uh -huh. Right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you describe what you see outside? I see a, f yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't really see a horizon, but when I've seen horizons, to me, they've been flat. Okay. Um, so you have to see a horizon to make the claim that it's flat. You can't just stare out of any window and, and make that claim. Yeah, usually when I've ever thought about it, it's only been when I've been looking out at a horizon and I've seen the world to be flat. Yeah. Do you have any other tools that you could use to uh, measure the flatness or roundness, or is it just your eyesight? Um, I don't know about other tools, but that's, I mean, that seems to be the tool I'm using. That's what I use is um, my eyesight to see that the world is flat. I don't really need much else to tell me otherwise, because I don't need other things to tell me the obvious. So if I told you, um, can you, uh, do you have a surface uh, n near you that you could touch? A surface? Yeah, sure. Could you touch it for me? Yeah. You don't mind? I touched so, it. What, uh, what do you feel? It's flat. Okay. So could we say that there are other tools besides our eyesight that could help us understand that something is flat or, or sure, rugged for... or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Alfonso, do you wanna do you wanna turn it around? Do you wanna have that yeah, belief yeah, yeah. now? All right. Yeah, okay. Um so the same belief, right? Same belief. Same belief. Uh, Alfonso, Alfonso how do you seen... how do you know your belief? What's the main reason why you know your belief is true? Okay, I um I know that, um, and you might, you might be helpful if you give the same reason I gave, if you'd like. I, yeah, I have a, 
a creative, at least a, a wannabe creative brain, and I don't like taking other people's ideas. <laughs> so I'm kind of running yeah, yeah, away no, from no. It. Just, just, just to show the example of how street epistemology. Yeah. Okay. Works, okay. If cool. you wanted to say yeah, the... So yeah, I'll, no. So I'll, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. So um, I uh, yeah, I, I I can see out my window and when I see the horizon, it it seems flat. That, that's all. Yeah. So the main reason why it and. Correct me if I'm wrong. The primary reason why you believe the belief, if I was to say it back to you, is that you have the personal experience that the earth is flat. Yes. Okay. If Fred is, let's say, sitting next to you and Fred, his personal experience, his belief, his personal experience, he's looked out the world and he sees, he's seen that the world is circular around. And that's why he believes it. He believes that the or the world is round for the same reason. Basically, you see, you believe the world is flat. I'm a third person. I would like to know just what's true about the world. If it's true, I'd like to know it. If it's not true, I'd rather not believe it. How could I learn between you and Tony talking what the objective truth of the matter is? Um. You would have to see how reliable our, our resources are. Okay. How could I decide between you and Tony, you think, I mean, let's do, let's work this out together. How, it seems like you're asking for a test. You're setting up a test. How could I find out some test between whether Tony's belief about the world being curved and your belief about the world being flat is true? What, what could we do? Um, we, we would have to uh, see what where he gets his information from. So yeah, back to the resources and well, where I get my. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, no, yeah, where, where I get my information. Yeah. Well, it seems like where you guys are getting your information from, and the why you both believe the belief is personal experience. You believe the belief because you've. You've had the personal experience. You've seen the world is flat, and, th and that's why you believe the belief. And Tony has the exact same reason he believes the belief, personal experience. He's looked outside, and he's seen the world, and it looks curved to him. So that's the reasons why you believe the belief. So I'm trying to see. It seems like you both believe the beliefs on personal experience. And so if we can't... I'm wondering if, in this case, is personal experience a reliable way to know what is true? Um, it seems it's not because we both have a personal experience in their country. Yeah, so I think I see where you're coming from. So is there a second best reason that we could, that maybe you know the world to be flat? Um, when I go up a mountain, I always come back down. I can't always go up or always go. Uh, try to understand. So you just, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. So you, if you, you always go, you always go come back down. I see. Yeah. So if it was flat, if it was round, um, if I keep going in one direction, it would kind of be going down. Right. Uh, but I'm always going straight. Or if I go up a hill, I always go come back to the flat. 
Okay. So you have the experience of going up and then you have the experience of coming back, back down. You're saying, is that right? Yes. Okay. So just hypothetically, if you've, you know, it seems like you've you have these experiences and again, it seems like we're talking about personal experience. And if Tony, for whatever reason, he didn't have those experiences. And I know that sounds strange, but if he didn't have that as experiences, it seems like we sort of, would we be in the same spot? It seems like we would, I'm trying to think of like how, since we decided that personal experience might be the, not might not be the best way to discover what's true here. I'm wondering what would be another way to find out what's true about the world, if it's straight, if it's flat or round, if, if personal experience isn't the way to go, I'm wondering what would be a way to go. Um, so I've given you two reasons you've given me one. So I think my personal experience is kind of proving to be writer, but if, if we were forced to have another one that's not a personal experience. Yeah, what would be a second best reason? What would be a second best reason behind personal experience to find out maybe what something, how something is true, do you think? Just generally speaking. Um, we would have to ask uh, someone who has a, a way to measure. Um, so you're, so you're, it seems like you're talking about... Object. So it seems like you're talking about personal set of personal experience, which seems to be subjectively what we think. Maybe if there's a way that we could find out more objectively what is true in the sense that an objective test. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we could come up with a test, a way to find out whether the world is flat or the world is round. How do you think... In your mind, how would that test look to you? How could we set up a test like that? Um, so we could have a rope tied to a, a boat and then tied to another boat, and then the boats would have to go far away without it uh, sagging, and it would have to go into the water. I right. Guess that would be I see what you're saying. So... I don't know if this test has been run before, but hypothetically, if we could run this test and we have two boats and you're on one of the boats and you can even watch the test yourself. And if that rope dipped into the water, would you reduce your confidence in your belief or do you think you'd have your belief at the same level of confidence you have now? I, I, I would have to question it still to see that all the that everything has been done properly and that there haven't been any errors because I'm, I'm quite sure it's flat. I mean, everything shows it is. If, if the test was done to your satisfaction, that the test you knew, somehow you could know everything you knew about this test. I mean, you knew, you know, you somehow hypothetically had perfect knowledge about how this test was performed and the rope sagged and touched the water. Would you reduce your confidence in the belief? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. And that's straight epistemology. 
in a nutshell. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, n- now I'm convinced. Um, now I'm convinced the Earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs>
something is what something is Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Something is what something is to be Nothing is